107. Psalm number 107. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to begin reading at verse 21. We'll go through verse 32. I know that's sort of, sort of lengthy, but uh, I think y'all can handle it. You all are not logos intolerant. Everybody there? Okay, Psalm 107, verse 21 through verse 32. Let's all read together. Ready, read. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works. Those who go down to the sea in ships, who do business in great waters, they see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commands and raises a stormy wind, which lifts up the waves of the sea. They mount up to the heavens. They go down again to the depths. Their soul melts because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wit's end. Then they cry out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brings them out of their distresses. He calms the storm so that its waves are still. Then they are glad because they are quiet. So he guides them to their desired haven. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works. Let them exalt him also in the assembly of the people and praise him in the company of the elders. Can you say amen? amen. I'm going to read again verse 23 and 24. It says, those who go down to the sea in ships who do business on great waters they see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. Father God, today, thank you for your word that we're about to receive. I pray that your people have open ears, open eyes, open hearts to receive the word of God. We bind every distraction. We bind every hindering force. We command everything in the atmosphere to, to align itself, Lord, to become conducive for the word of God to flow freely in this place and to be glorified among the people. I pray that you give me clarity of hearing clarity of speech, clarity of thought, and that, God, your people have clarity of receiving today, Father, that your word will impact our lives in a major way today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And amen. All right, you may be seated today. All right, we're on uh, this year of wonderful works, a year of wonderful works. Hallelujah. We began this on Friday night in our New Year's celebration, New Year's Eve celebration. And we talked about how this year has been declared. We know Apostle Durbin declared this year, and we are in agreement with this, as the year of the turnaround. Can you say that? The year of, say it again, the year. All right, and if we agree with that, that means we're also then in great expectation. Hallelujah. Elder Baker was trying to prod everybody when he was leading praise and worship earlier that if you really are expecting great turnaround, then your praise will reflect that. Your praise goes to a different level. Amen? And so if you're going to have a, a big turnaround, great expectation, you've got to have a great praise. Amen? Now, I want to go back and refresh your memory on this word turnaround. This word turnaround from the Cambridge Dictionary that you saw it means any change from one thing to its opposite. Remember that. Any change from one thing to its opposite. So that's what we're expecting this year. Things that change from one direction yes. to the opposite direction. Yes. Also, the word turnaround means a positive 
change or improvement. So I want you this year to expect to see a positive change, improvement. Like if you say, for example, my child really had a turnaround in school or my child really had a turnaround in, in his or her behavior. That meant that you saw positive change. My marriage turned around or my business turned around. You saw positive change or improvement. Can you say amen? amen. So this is what we're expecting to see this year. Look at this next one. A big change that turns a bad situation into a good one. Can y'all read that? I, I, I had them on separate tiles the other night. They're kind of back on one tile. I don't know. I hope y'all can see that. A big change that turns a bad situation into a good one. Somebody say big change. Big change. I'm expecting a big change this year. That means just as bad as it was, it's going to be good in the other direction. Hallelujah. Then this last one, this last one, and I, I'm going I'm to really get you to grab hold of this. An occasion when a business, plan, or system suddenly becomes successful. Suddenly becomes successful. That means you've been sort of, sort of doing little meager things. You've been kind of just you know, going with the flow, you've been kind of just, well, everything's been going all right. Your, your head is maybe above water. Maybe your nose is just above water. Maybe your ends have been meeting, but they've not been embracing and kissing. They hadn't been producing any children. We don't need our ends to just meet. We need our ends to produce some babies. <laughs> Come on now, Right? God told us to be fruitful and multiply. So he doesn't mean for us to live on where our ends just meet. Some folk ends don't even meet. But this year, I said this year will be a year of sudden change, sudden improvement, sudden turnaround, sudden success in your life. Can you agree with that this morning? All right, now, God is the master of turnarounds. That's what he does. God, we just say God specializes, right? God, he specializes in the turnarounds. That's, that's, if you look through the scriptures, you see in, in every, every story, you'll see some sort of protagonistic uh, point. You'll see some sort of uh, issue, some sort of crisis in every story until God shows up on the scene. Hallelujah. And anytime God shows up on the scene, a, everything changes. A, a turnaround is bound to happen when God shows up on the scene. And don't forget that because I'm going to deal with that a little, little later on. So God is a master at taking a crisis and turning it around until you now walk in total victory. One example we saw in, the, and let's go to the book of, of Exodus, chapter 3, where the children of Israel were in bondage for 400 years. Slaves. 400 years. They, they really got tricked into slavery. Because, <laughs> you know, they were there freely with Jacob and Joseph 
they were there freely. But they begin to multiply. Exodus chapter 1, they begin to multiply. They begin to grow. And they begin to become so numerous, so great, that Pharaoh got scared and said, perhaps if our enemy comes against us, they will join our enemy and take over our land. So we've got to trick them. We've got to, we've got to suppress them. We've got, to, we've got to oppress this people. In other words, the enemy, when he sees your potential, oh, let me come on, come back on this side. The, if the enemy didn't know what your potential was, he wouldn't bother you. Maybe I better come back on this side. The only reason you even getting some flack from the enemy is because he knows your potential. If you were a nobody with no potential, he wouldn't even bother you. But because he knows that if you put your mind to something, if you walk by faith, if you trust in God, you cannot be stopped. He got to come against you every way he can. So Pharaoh said, we need a plan. We need a plan. And they began to put them under hard bondage. Make things rough on them. Make things, make things tough on them. But God, they begin to crowd to God. And God speaks to Moses. Look at this in, in Exodus 3 and verse 16. Let, let me turn it because I want to put my eyes on it. Exodus 3 and verse 16. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I want to ask you, can I take my time? But I don't, I, I don't want to take too much of your time. Exodus 3 and verse 16. Here's what God tells Moses. He says, go and gather the elders of Israel together. Go and gather all of EGCC together. Go and gather your core group together. Those who, they're going to come to church in pandemic, no pandemic. And say to them, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob, appeared to me saying, I have surely visited you and seen what is done to you in Egypt. That means God has stopped by your house. God has already checked out your situation. He says, I visited you and have seen what is done to you in Egypt. And I have said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites to a land, come on. Somebody say milk and honey. That means it's all good. Then they will heed your voice. Are you heeding my voice today? And you shall come in the elders of Israel to the king of Egypt, and you shall say to him, the Lord God of the Hebrews has met with us, and now please let us go three days journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. So let us leave freely so we can, we can go and worship God. Right? Now watch what God says, verse 19. But I am sure, this is God talking, God knows what he's talking about. I am sure that your enemy, your oppressors, your credit card company, your student loan company, your mortgage company, I'm, I'm sure that, that addiction, I'm sure that struggle, I'm sure that enemy in your life will not let you go. I'm sure that you, just by you saying it, he's not going to let you go. Just by your natural means, he will not let you go. No, not even by a mighty hand. Now he's talking about by your mighty hand. By you putting together your strategic plan. Put your budget together. 
Oh, help me somebody here. You put together your five-year plan and your business plan. But when the devil's trying to oppress you, even your plan ain't going to work out. Watch verse 20, though. So, 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 so. Look at the neighbor and say, so. God says, I will stretch out my hand. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. See, he's not going to let you go by your hand. Not even your mighty hand. I don't care how strong you are, how smart you are, how cute you are. It ain't going to be enough to get the devil to let you go. So, I will stretch out, God says, my hand. Somebody say, Lord, stretch out your hand. He says, I will stretch out my hand. Oh, I'm trying to calm down. <clears throat> and strike Egypt with all my wonders which I will do in its midst. And after that, I wish I had two people get excited about that this morning. I'm not going to preach hard this morning. I can't. I can't do it. I just, I'm going to just throw it out there. You just got to take it. Take it or leave it. You've been trying all these years. You've been trying and trying and trust, trying and, and fussing and fussing and fussing and working and working and working and slaving and slaving and slaving, trying to make things work out. He said, he's not going to let you go. So, I will stretch out my hand. I, we, we used to sing a song back in the church for Cheryl. Father, I stretch. If thou withdraw thyself. Some of y'all, you, you didn't grow up Baptist in AME. You don't know nothing about that. I tell you right now, just stretch your hand. Father, I stretch my hand to you. And guess what you do when you stretch your hand to him? If, if a child stretches his hand out to his father, the father doesn't say, put your hand down. The father stretches his hand back down to him. I tell you right now, just stretch your hands. Father, I stretch my hands to you. And watch, watch what he does. He's going to now stretch his hands out. And he's going to strike Egypt, strike your enemy, your oppressor, with all kind of wonders. And watch this. After that, he will let you go. We just have another song. We have another song. Packing up, getting ready to go. Y'all don't know nothing about that. Y'all, y'all. Packing up, getting ready to go. I'm packing up. See that I mean? See, when you stretch out to God, you know. He about to show up in your life. You know what you do? You pack up. I'm getting ready to leave this poverty. Getting ready to leave this debt. Getting ready to leave this sickness. Getting ready to leave this trouble. Getting ready to leave this level. I'm about to go to another level, another dimension in my life. I'm packing up. I'm getting ready. Is that not what he told them? He told them that night when you have that Passover, he said, go to bed with your shoes on. Go to bed with your bags packed. Pack up, get ready to go. I'm about to come through. I'm about to come through. If somebody said at 10 o'clock, I'm going to come out and pick you up, you're going to start getting ready at 10 o'clock. If they say 10 o'clock, I'm coming through, I 
I'm telling you, God said 2022, I'm coming through. Oh, God, shout it, 2022. He's coming through. Tell your neighbor, pack up. Get ready to go, get ready to go. I, I ain't gonna preach that hard. coming through in 2022. Well, <laughs> oh, here he comes. Now watch this. Verse 21. Give me verse 21. Now when he come through, when he stretch out, he said, he said, oh, watch this. I'm going to do your enemy so dirty. Y'all understand when I say doing, do, do, do somebody dirty? I know y'all ain't, y'all ain't as hip as I am. As cool as I am, but you. Doing dirty mean I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to handle them so tough. That, that they're going to want you to leave. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall be when you go. When you go. Not if you go. 2022, when you go, you shall not go empty-handed. Keep going, verse 22. Verse 22. But every woman, don't have any women who, the men kind of be kind of cool and calm, but the women know how to go get it. God knew that. Women know how to get what they want. I said, women know how to get what they want. And what Lola wants, Lola gets. But every woman shall ask of her neighbor, namely of her who dwells near her house, articles of silver, articles of gold, and clothing. And you shall put them on your sons and your daughters, so you shall plunder. I'm going to give you 400 years worth of back pay in one night. Oh, y'all better say this. 400 years worth of back pay in one night. What's doing it? When I stretched out my hand and I showed my great wonders, the enemy had to let you go. No, take this stuff. Get out of here. See? Y'all got this here. Now, you understand this here because it, it might take some time. Now, y'all don't like that. I want it to happen right now. It's happening right now. But it might take some time to get fully out, fully, fully uh, manifested because it's bigger than you. Look in, look, look in Exodus 11, verse 9. Put it on the screen for me, please. I want you to see this here. Exodus 11, verse 9. This is the same chapter, same book, same story. Same story. This is later on. Watch this in Exodus 11, verse 9. You see this? But the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh will not heed you. Why? Pharaoh will not listen to you. Now, if you trace the story, God keeps telling Moses that I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart. It wasn't just Pharaoh being a big head. 
God said, I will harden his heart so he doesn't listen to you. Because I need time not to get you out. Time to do him dirty. Y'all not, y'all not, you're not missing it. You're not, you're not catching it. And what God could have gotten them out the first night. But he said, I really want to get him back. I really, I really owe him something. I really want to show Pharaoh who the man. I really want to show Pharaoh who's the boss. I really want to show Pharaoh and all his idol gods who the real deal is. So although Moses, you'll come and you'll show him a wonder, you'll show him a sign, the water will be turned to blood, there'll be flies, there'll be locusts. He said he still won't listen to you. Why? Because I want to show my wonders. I want to multiply them. In other words, I want to do a lot of stuff. Can, can y'all get this here? So God is saying in 2022, I'm going to do a lot of stuff. So don't, don't, don't be too hasty. Don't be too anxious. And don't be disappointed when everything ain't turned around completely by January 31. It's not that I can't do it. It's not that I'm not doing it. I'm already doing it. But I got a lot I owe the devil for. If the thief be found, he has to pay back sevenfold and he may have to give up all the proceeds of his house. Put up, put up, thank you, Holy Ghost. Put up um, Job 20 and verse 15. Job 20 and verse 15. Let's see if I remember this right, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Okay, that's what I'm trying to get. Go, go back to verse 14. Go back to verse 14. Yeah, go back to verse 13. I'm trying to see where to start. Okay. Though he spares it and does not forsake it, but still keeps it in his mouth. Keep going. It's talking about your enemy. Yet his food, that's talking about Leviathan through that chapter. But Leviathan is the, is the world system. It's the, it's the devil's system. Yet his food, go, go back, go back to verse 13. Now, now that you understand what I'm talking about, right? Yes. Are y'all with me? Yes, y'all sure? Because y'all look dazed. No. I don't want to lose you. I'm, I'm making a turn. I don't want to lose you. No, <sighs> Though he spares it and does not forsake it, but still keeps it in his mouth. In other words, he's taking everything, all this, everything that's there. Keep going. Yet his food in his stomach turns sour. It becomes cobra venom within him. Verse 15. He, Leviathan, Satan's system, swallows down riches. Oh, boy. I wonder if anybody catches already. Do y'all need me to explain this or do you see it? And vomits them up again. God cast them out of his belly. What they're saying is the, the Leviathan, Satan's system, has swallowed down all the wealth, swallowed down all the riches, and he's been controlling it. But God said, I'm about to make him regurgitate, vomit up, everything.
everything he's been holding and controlling because it doesn't belong to him. It belongs to my people. 2022 is the year of the turnaround and the devil's about to cough up all your stuff. Oh boy, oh boy. Somebody just, somebody just, just ho holler to the devil, cough it up, cough it up. your joy and your peace, cough up your finances, cough up your business, cough up your dreams and your vision. He got to cough it all up. He swallowed them down. But he's got to cough it up. God cast them out of his belly. That's a turnaround right there. Now remember, he said in Exodus 11, 9, he said, Pharaoh will not heed you so that, I, so that my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt. In other words, God's doing something so big, Laquanda, that he needs time. So just be patient. It's working. Tell your neighbor, it's working. It's working right now. God's turning things around right now. The bigger the ship, the longer it takes to turn it around. I saw Joe working on this, this boat he got. Now, that's a nice size boat, Joe. But if you want to turn that boat around, you just turn the wheel, just turn it around. Take you, you know, all of 20 seconds to turn that boat around. But if you got a big, a big cruise ship, it takes a lot to turn that thing around. So give God time because He's turning around in your life. All right, I don't, I don't. So He says, so that my wonders may be multiplied. Now, in Job 9, verse 10, remember I gave you this here last week? Nobody remembers that? Job 9, 10, he does great things past finding out. Sound familiar to you now? Yes, wonders. He said, my wonders will be multiplied in Egypt. He says here now in Job that God does great things past finding out. That's what a wonder is. Yes, wonders without number. So there's no limit on the wonders that God does. So in 2022, I want you to expect to see multiplied wonders. In fact, as I was praying about this, I was, I was seeing that there will be things happening simultaneously all over the world. In other words, news on top of news on top of news. There's just one story comes in. Here comes another story coming in. Uh -uh. I'm going to minister Tuesday night in Frankfurt on, on, on something else. I, you, you'll, you'll, you'll see it. Hallelujah. But God's moving things all over the world. You seeing this here? Because what, what I want you to see is turnaround isn't just happening to us. It's happening to the world. See, if it's turning around, then whereas we've been last... And they've been first. When it turns around, 
they're going to be last. We're going to be first. Whereas they've been the head and we've been the tail. When it turns around, we're going to be the head and they'll be the tail. So don't be shocked when you get news, breaking news stories coming in from all over the world of things all of a sudden failing. Remember we talked about what turnaround means? It's a sudden success. Business, plan, systems becoming suddenly successful. Don't be surprised when you hear about businesses, systems suddenly failing. Now don't you be alarmed because you're not part of that system. It's turning around for you. Well, I wish y'all would grab a hold of that. It's turning around for you. So if something crashes across the water, something crashes across the bay, something crashes across town, something crashes across the street, don't you fret? It's turning around for you. Y'all getting this here? Mark 10, 31 says, but many who are first will be last and the last first. Can you say amen? Amen. Now, I want you to expect 2022 to be a year full of God's, God's wonders, full of wonderful works. Did you hear what I said? Yes, expect it to be a year full of God's wonders, a year full of wonderful works. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wonderful things. Exciting wonder, marvelous, astonishing, unusually good. Thank you, Jesus. Remember I gave you some synonyms about wonderful. Amazing, astonishing, astounding, awesome, awful, eye-opening, fabulous, marvelous, miraculous, staggering things happening, stunning things happening, surprising. I love how God surprises us. Deacon Matt was telling me this morning about some surprises he just got. Isn't it good just God, God, he just knows how to surprise you? I mean, you ain't working at it. You're just going along serving God. I was was telling him this morning, when when we were leaving home on our way here to church, we passed by this couple, they were walking down the street, getting their little exercise in on Sunday morning. And, uh, you know, I I said, wow, you know, I remember when, Folk who, you know, look, look like us, they were always in church. It's just, it's just in church. It just, and it's just, it just still kind of shocking to me when people aren't in church, you know, going to church on a Sunday. And I begin to ask this question, is it all worth it? And, and the Lord began just to, just to, I begin to just hear scriptures in my mind about God said, I'm going to make sure you know it's worth it. There is profit in serving God. Tell your neighbor, it's worth it to serve God. It's worth it to live right. It's, it's worth it to pray. It's worth it to fast. It's worth it, it's worth it to give. It's, it's worth it to read your Bible. It's worth it to praise God. It's worth it. The devil wants to make us feel like it's not worth it. Like we're just wasting our time, but we are not wasting our time. You will see this year as God surprises you with awesome wonders, it'll all be worth it. You're going to be glad you stayed with it. I said, you're going to be glad you stayed with it. I said, you're going to be glad you stayed with it. 
you're going to be glad of who you're with. Can I pause and say what I heard another man of God say this other night going into New Year's? He said, said this bold statement. I, I boldly say this today at, at, at the possibility that you may snicker at me. It makes a difference who you're walking with. It makes a difference who you're riding with. You got to ride with somebody who's not going to tell you to look down and be sad and be concerned, but somebody say, look up. Look up. Your redemption draws nigh. The God I serve will do great wonders in your life. And everything that's been, that's been wrong, he's going to turn it around in your favor. It matters who you walk with. It matters who you're riding with. matters that you don't just have a preacher, but you have a man of God. I say you don't just have a preacher, you have a man of God who hears the voice of God and prophetically declares to you the things that thus said the Lord. And he will not let my words fall to the ground. Like it was in 2 Kings 7 when Elisha, the man of God, gave a word and said, this is going to be such and such tomorrow. And the man said, no, it can't be. Even if God opened the windows of heaven, and he said, you're going to see with your eyes, but you will not eat of it. Why? Because he did not believe the man of God when he gave the word of God. But when I stand here as your man of God and give you the word of God, oh, you ought to just take hold of it. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. It shall be. Even as God has said. Hallelujah. I'm not trying to do any self-aggrandizement. I'm not trying to promote myself. I'm talking about the fact that when God gives me a word, it's a sure word. Hallelujah. If you allow this with your faith self, I'm too scared to lie about God. You understand what I'm saying about that? If, if you allow it, I know we're not supposed to talk about scared, but I'm, 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 too, I'm, I'm, I'm too scared. <laughs> to mess around with God's word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So expect things to happen so wondrously. Remember I shared with you uh, Friday night about testifying in tongues? In Acts 2, 11, or day of Pentecost, when they came out of that upper room, they were praising God and glorifying God. And the Bible said, we've come from all over the place, Parthenians and Medes and Cretans and Arabs and so forth. And they said, how is it that we hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God? They were talking in tongues, Deke, and glorifying God. I told y'all Friday night, boys, watch what happened, boy. When God bless your socks off, you're going you're gonna to try to testify in English, and it isn't going to come out. Because some things you just can't tell in English. Okay, Paul said in 2 Corinthians 12, he said, when I was caught up into paradise, he said, I heard inexpressible things. Well, thank you, thank you, media. He said how he was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words, which is not lawful for man to utter. I, I, couldn't even, I couldn't even express it. I couldn't even, 
utter what I, what I heard. So he couldn't utter, but the Holy Ghost could utter it. Acts 2, 4, they spoke, spoke in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So something's going to happen to you this year, Mayan. Mayan, you got this. I'm talking just me and you. Something's going to happen so big to your life. You and Deanna, Ethan, Talaya, Mayana, Tahila, Mayana. That you're going to... And we're just going to say, we understand, we understand, we understand, we understand. We got it, we got it. See, thank you, Lord. When you speak of the tongue, the Bible says your mind is unfruitful, which means your mind can't calculate it, your mind can't convert it, your mind can't articulate it. So when God blesses your socks off this year, your mind is not going to be able to articulate, your mind, how, how can I say thanks for the things you have done for me, things so undeserved, yet you gave to prove your love. The voices of a, a million angels, even the angels can't express my gratitude. So you got to just do it in... Yes, yes, sir. Yes. Do you know, can I, can I tell you something? For years, when I first got born again, somebody listen to me on this. Somebody listen to me. When I first got born again, because I grew up in a Pentecostal church, D, like we're Pentecostal. And I grew up in a Pentecostal church, and so I, was, I, I understood that there was this next level called being baptized in the Holy Ghost. And so I sought to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. And I, I, I believe God filled me with the Holy Ghost. But I never manifested tongues. And I wanted tongues so bad. I wanted tongues. God, I want this experience that I hear and I see other people have. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yes. I wanted it so bad. And I remember, you know, we, I'd go in, in the service and I wanted, oh God, I want to speak in tongues and nothing would happen. I just... And, and we, went, we went to a convention in Birmingham, Alabama. They, they called it in the Church of God in Christ. They had, a, had what they called a Holy Ghost convention. And I said, I got to go to that because if I know if I go to that, I'm going to come out talking in tongues. And I went there and came back still not talking in tongues. But what happened one day? I was in church on a Sunday morning. And the glory of God was so strong in the house. And I remember I was so full. I was just praising God. Just praise. It. I couldn't, I didn't know how to talk in tongues, but I knew how to praise God. I've always been a praiser. I ain't faking today. I've always been a praiser. I've always been a praiser. Some of y'all, that's your, your hang up to tongues. You're not a praiser yet. Because let me tell you what happened. So I was praising God so much after church, whereas my friends and I, we used to, you know, that age, for sure, you know, Gershon, we all just go out to eat, get hang out, Morrison's, Duff's, wherever we were going, Ponderosa, somewhere back in that day. And I said, no, I said, no, y'all, I'm, I'm just going to go home. I'm so full. I just, I just, I just want to praise God by myself. So I went home and by myself, and I'm just praising God. And I remember laying on the couch in the living room. 
and I lay on the couch and I drifted off to sleep. And in, in, my, in my sleep, I began to dream about praising God. I was praising God that much. In my dream, I was back in church praising God. And all of a sudden, I woke up out of my sleep. I got filled and I baptized him, speaking in tongues, praising God. Some of you, your hold up might be you ain't praising God big enough yet. Because in Acts 2.11 it says when they were speaking in tongues, they were declaring the wonderful works of God. Now if that don't help but one person online, that's, that's good right there. Okay. Ah. All right, let me skip part of this here. I want to get to the meat here. Go to Psalm 72, verse 18. Psalm 72, verse 18. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 72. And verse 18, do you see that? Yes, sir. Yes. Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, or if you properly say Israel, who only does, watch this, only does wondrous things. That's all he does. Do you remember in... Isaiah 9, 6, it said his name shall be called Wonderful. Then that wasn't an adjective, that's his name. So if you were praying, you wouldn't be wrong to say Wonderful. Good morning, Wonderful. Because it's his name as much as Jesus is his name. I proved that to you back in Judges 13, remember that? When Jesus showed up in Judges 13... And Manoah asked him, what is your name? And he said, why you ask my name? Seeing it is wonderful. Wonderful is my name. So wonderful, he only does wondrous things. Wondrous is another word for wonderful. So a wonderful God, or we could call him, if you allow, Mr. Wonderful, only does wonderful things. Are you seeing this here? So your turnaround this year will be because wonderful does wonderful things. Now I want to show you in a, as, I, as I head to the close here how to get wonderful involved in your situation. Because it says he only does wonderful things. Wonderful. Uh, 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 exciting wonder, marvelous, astonishing, unusually good, admirable, amazing, astonishing, astounding. Y'all see this? this? This all he does. He doesn't do small things. He only does wonderful things. 
And if you want to get him involved, you got to expect and allow for wonderful things. Got it? Okay, now go back to Psalm 107. Psalm 107. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Are y'all praying for me this morning? Thank you, Lord. Don't y'all, don't y'all quit on me yet. I'm the one doing all the work. I said, I'm the one doing all the work. Psalm 107, you just got to sit there and listen and receive. Psalm 107, how do I get God, how do I get wonderful involved in my situations in 2022? Because if you want things to turn around, you need him involved. Remember what God told Moses in Exodus 3. He said, he's not going to let you go even with your mighty hand. But I will stretch out my hand and do wonders. So I need God to stretch out his hand. I need God in my business. I need God in my ministry. I need God in my family. I need God in my career. Do you know God can get in your career? Even if you work for somebody, God can take you to the top if you're working for somebody. Y'all remember Joseph? Working for somebody and God still took him to the top? Why? Because he only does wondrous things. If God gets involved, it's going to be big. Now look at Psalm 107. Look at... um, Verse 4, watch this, watch this. They wandered in the wilderness in a desolate way. They found no city to dwell in. I want you to see how bad off these things are. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he did what? And he led them forth by the right way that they may go into a city for a dwelling place. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his what? And for his wonderful works of the children of men. Now, what, what are they thanking God for? What is the wonderful work? Is that he delivered them out of their distress and led them forth. Now, how did they get God involved? What it? They cried out to the Lord. Now, I know this seems so simple to you, you Bible scholars, but there's something about crying out. This is not talking about crying. This is about crying out. Then they cried out to their mama. They cried out to the government. They cried out to the boss man. They cried out to the Lord in their trouble. And I know this is very basic for you, but there's something powerful about crying out to the Lord. Because that cry is an act of your faith. That cry is emblematic of you and me leaning on Jesus. Which means, God, I can't lean on myself. I can't do this myself. I've tried, I've tried, and I've tried again, and I couldn't fix it. So, Lord, I'm crying out to you in my trouble. And when you cry to the Lord in your your trouble, it says, and he will deliver you or he delivered them out of their distress. Y'all got it? 
Now, so he says, then praise God for it, verse 8. For he satisfies a longing soul, verse 9, fills a hungry, hungry soul with goodness. Now look at this, verse 10. Those who sat in darkness, in the shadow of death, bound in affliction and, and, and uh, irons, because they rebelled against the words of God. Now don't put your hand up. Has that happened to anybody in your life? In other words, God had a word, God had instruction, and we went against it. I'm going to put my hand. This happened to me before. Y'all ain't got to admit this happened to me before. I went against God's word. I know some of y'all been perfect. Straight arrows. Meaning what God's fault? It was my fault. Therefore he brought them down, brought down their heart with labor, and they fell down there and was none to help. Then they cried unto the Lord. Now remember, the reason why they're in the trouble is because they rebelled. Yet when they cried unto the Lord. That means God is so merciful, God is so compassionate, God is so kind, that even if it's our fault, if we cry to him, he will save us out of our distresses. Hallelujah. Brought him out of darkness. Verse 15. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his wonderful works to the children of men, for he has broken the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron in two. He's opened a door for you. Are you seeing a pattern here? Look at the next scenario, verse 17. Fools, because of their transgression, because of their iniquities, were afflicted. Now, don't put your hand up. I'm asking again now. Has anybody ever been a fool? Transgressions and iniquities, done wrong and know it's wrong. Come on now. That's what iniquity is. It's, it's wrong and you know it's wrong. Iniquity is in your heart. You got iniquity in your heart. You, you're done wrong. You knew, you, knew, you knew it was wrong before you did it. Premeditated. Come on now. Don't, don't, don't act so sanctimonious with me. As a result, their soul abhorred all manner of food, and they drew near to the gates of death. Yet still, they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. And Y'all see this so far. <laughs> All right, now, here's the pattern here. In 2022, you must lean on God alone. Did you catch that? That's your instruction this year. You must lean on God and God alone. They cried out to the Lord. Don't lean on your own understanding. Don't lean on your own intellect. Don't lean on a stimulus check. Don't lean on what anybody says they can do for you. Lean on Jesus. We just sang that song too. I learned how to lean and depend on Jesus. Because when you lean on Jesus, when you lean on God, he will not leave you in distress. I've showed you again here several occasions now where he delivered them out of trouble, brought them out of all their distress. Psalm 46 and verse 1 says this, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. 
Not in time of trouble. In trouble. That means that God, thank you, Lord. Your boys, Hananiah, Meshel, and Azariah. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to the common people. When they were in trouble in the fire furnace. In trouble. He didn't show up in a time of trouble. He let him get all the way in trouble. And then he showed up. In the fire and took out the heat. Took out the burn fact of the fire. When God is your present help, when you lean on him, he'll show up in your trouble and what trouble is supposed to trouble you will not trouble you. In fact, you will trouble your trouble. He'll take the heat out of fire. Okay, let me hurry up. Let me hurry up. Look at this. Look at Psalm 34, verse 4 through 7. Psalm 34, verse 4 through 7. Somebody say, I'm leaning on God. Alone. Psalm 34, verse 4 through 7. Look at this. Look at what David says here. I sought the Lord, and he heard me. And deliver me from all my fears. Keep going. They looked to him and were radiant, and their faces. Keep going. This poor man cried out. This poor man cried out. This not poor man cried. This poor man cried out. And the Lord heard him and saved him. Tell you that, the Lord will hear you when you cry out to him. Your mama will ignore your call. Your friends, when they know you're going through, They'll send it a voicemail. Let me let me listen to the message first. Let me listen to the message first. Let me see what let me see what they want first. I'm just calling. But when we cry to the Lord, what'll happen? Said he heard him and saved him. Watch this next verse. The angel, the angel of the Lord. Now, if you have a good Bible, above that word angel, there's a little letter or a little number. And the, the reference tells you to capitalize that word. So we know that this is wonderful. Wonderful in camps. Remember the angel of the Lord said, my name is wonderful. Back in Judges 13. So wonderful in camps all around those who fear him and delivers them. Wonderful is going to deliver you this year. Wonderful is going to bring you out this year. Wonderful is going to turn things around for you this year. Wonderful is going to work in your life. Wonderful is going to work on your behalf. Wonderful is going to do wondrous things for you this year. Okay, now. Now let, let's hit home on, this, on something here. Go back to Psalm 107. Because this is where I want to challenge you. Psalm 107. Verse 23. 
This is going to be a year of wonderful works now. Yes. Wonderful only does wonderful, wonderful things. Wonderful only does wonderful things. But so I need to know, how do I get wonderful involved? How do I get wonderful on my situation? How do I get wonderful to show up and do wonders in my life? Verse 23. Those who go down to the sea in ships, who, watch this. Y'all ain't ready. Those who go down to the sea in ships, not in swimming trunks. Not those who go down in a little, little raft. Those who go down to the sea in ships. Not, with little, not in a little dinghy. Not in a little rubber ducky all around you. A little... I'm messing with somebody. Those who go down to the sea in ships, watch this, who do business on great waters. Now, I'm going to come back to this, but watch what he says, what happened to that person who does, who does this. Verse 23, 24. They see. Oh, Jesus. I'm, I'm, I want to try to close this on you. I'm going to try to close it. They see the works of the Lord, come on, and his wonders in the deep. So let me ask you this question. Where are the wonders? In the deep. There are no wonders in the shallow end. Because a shallow end, you can walk yourself. The shallow end, you can get in and get out. Get in and get out. And the devil wants to keep some of God's, keeps all of God's people in the shallow end where they can get in and get out. I'm going to try this and I'm going to get out. I got this idea, got this business, got this dream, but I'm going to just get in and get out. Just, just get my toes wet. That's enough. Just play, just play in the little shallow. But the wonders in 2022 are in the deep. Tell your neighbor, you got to go deeper this year. Tell somebody on the other side, you got to go deeper this year. You got to go deeper in the spirit. You got to go deeper in the anointing. You got to go deeper in the Holy Ghost. You got to go deeper in your prayer. You got to go deeper in your fasting. You got to go deeper in your praise. And you got to go deeper in your enterprise. He's, go back to verse 23. 23. Those who go down to the sea in ships. Now there are some people going down to the sea with a, with, a, with a basket because they're just going to buy what people bring in from the deep. They're only going to buy what others bring in from the deep. 
they stand on the shore and their whole life is sustained by someone else doing business. But that ain't how it's going to work for you this year. Oh, Jesus. That ain't going to work for you this year. Tell your neighbor, that ain't going to work for you this year. Matter of fact, tell them this, that ain't going to work for you no more. No more waiting on somebody else to do business in the deep. No more you living off somebody else doing business in the deep and you on the shallow end waiting on them to come back. He says, those who go down to the sea in ships, that means when you're going down to the sea in ships, you're going with some intent. You're going, uh, thank you, Holy Ghost. The sea is a big vessel. Or the ship, rather, is a large vessel. A vessel is something that contains and carries things. You have to have in your mindset that that's why we pray, Lord, increase our capacity. You are not some little boat. You are not some little rowboat. God has made you into a vessel of honor. You are a, sh a ship meant to go down to the sea and do business on great waters. Watch this. Watch this. That word, deep, I didn't give this to the media. Just listen to this. The word deep comes from a, from a Hebrew word, sula. S-U-L-A. If you trace that word deep all the way back to its root, to its primitive root, it, sula means to sink. To sink. T-O-S-I-N-K. To sink. So that means if you're going to see wonders, you got to go out far enough where you can sink. And the reason most folk won't step out into anything deep is because they're too scared they're going to sink. So they stay in the shallow end where it's safe. Where, I, where if I start to sink, I can just touch the edge. Touch the edge. Tell your neighbor, God wants you so far out there. Well, either you're going to sink or you're going to swim. But by God's grace, he will not let you sink. If you go in the deep, he said, you're going to see my wonders. You're going to see my miracles. You're going to see my power in the deep. Watch this. In 2022, you must step out in faith. Well, I know you're walking by faith. I'm talking about stepping out. When Jesus showed up, when Peter and those guys were on the boat in a storm, 14th chapter of Matthew, be of good cheer in his eye, be not afraid. Peter said, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come to you on, not in, on the water. Those who do business on, bid me to come to you on the water. Jesus said, come. 
And Peter stepped out in faith. He was in the boat in the natural where it was safe. And too many times people of God stay comfortable in the boat with other comfortable people. Oh, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking. They don't venture out any further than their friends. They don't venture out any further than their companions. They don't venture out any further than their family. They're not, never going to do anything more than what they've seen done. But Peter said, Lord, if that's you, can I announce to you, Mr. Wonderful says it's me. Come. God is already at the end of 2022 saying, come on. Y'all missed it. God is already at the end of your year saying, come on, it's me. Come out this year. Go ahead and start it. Go ahead and launch it. Go ahead and venture out. Go ahead and try it out. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and step out. It's me. Come on. Watch this. Sit down. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. He says, Psalm 107, 23, those who go down to the sea in ships who do business on great waters. That word business is the Hebrew word melaka. Melaka. Watch this, because it's going to cover everybody. Occupation. Occupation. Whatever your occupation is. I don't work for myself. That's fine. You still got to do your occupation in, on great waters. Do your occupation by faith. Work. Business. Somebody better grab a hold of something because I, I see a word coming up. I see a word coming up in a minute. Occupation. Here's a word. Here's a word. Here's a word. Here's a word in 2022. You've been, you've been, you've been touring the wrong neighborhood. Here comes a word in 2022. Oh, you, you've, been, you've, been, you've been in the wrong search. Your, your numbers you've been searching online been the wrong, wrong uh, numbers. Is, he, he said you got to do property on great waters. Nobody even grabbed a hold of what I said. I'm, I'm not making this up. This is what the word means. You look it up on your phone. Occupation, work, business, occupation, property. Work, something done or made. Watch this next one. Workmanship. That's your creative things you do. Things you design. Things you make. Things you create. You got to create on the on great waters. You got to step out. May God give you radical designs nobody's ever seen before in their life. May God give you radical designs and ideas that nobody's ever thought of. Things that you have never seen in your own mind. May they suddenly drop into your spirit in 2022. May you write them down, design them, and may you implement them. May you get it out there. It don't matter if anybody know 
calls you. May God cause your business to explode on great waters. Your workmanship is about to go to another level. Your workmanship. How well you do what you do. What makes one stylist different than another stylist? What makes one carpenter different than another carpenter? One builder different than another builder? Workmanship. Thank you, Holy Ghost. In Exodus 35. Give me Exodus 35. Uh, thank you, Holy Ghost. 31. This is God talking about a holy app. And he says, and he has filled him. Do y'all see it? And he has filled him with the spirit of God. Oh, thank you. Some of y'all don't even realize that's what was, was released in here earlier this morning. When that divine energy was released here this morning, this was released into you this morning. You have been filled with the Spirit of God in wisdom and understanding and in knowledge and all manner of workmanship. What happens when you have God's divine wisdom on your workmanship? Oscar, what happens when you know how to cut an angle nobody knows how to cut? When you can sew something, nobody else knows how to sew to get that perfect. This, this is not ordinary workmanship. I don't think y'all got what I'm saying. I ain't talking about something you learned in school. I'm talking about a divine deposit. A divine deposit in your spirit from the almighty God. Give me verse, uh, is, there, is there a verse 36 in that chapter right there? Is there a verse, how far does it go? Okay, give me 36 and 1. 36 and 1. And, okay, here it is. And Bezalel and Aholiab and every gift artist in whom the Lord has put wisdom and understanding to know how to do all manner for the work, for, for the service of the sanctuary shall do according to all that the Lord had commanded them. So God put something in you. But watch this. You got to do something with it. This is not the year to be lazy. I know y'all don't have clap about that. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say something else that 80% of y'all may not like. This year, it must be work before pleasure. Y'all know, I told y'all I wouldn't like it. I said this year, it must be work before pleasure. 
what happens to people that God puts ideas and inventions and creativity in them, but they spend their time on PlayStation and spend their time on Netflix and spend their time on YouTube producing nothing, wasting time. And yet the ability's there. Yet the idea is there. Yet the creativity is there, and they're saying, God, I'm, I'm still struggling. Why am I still struggling to make my ends meet? I don't know. I gave you the idea. I gave you the wisdom. I gave you the workmanship. Listen. You cannot have dead faith this year. Put up James 2.20. But do you want to know, oh foolish man, that faith without works is dead? That's good, Chris. Tell you that you got to do something. You got to do something. Wait. Well, I don't know anything to do. Okay. You're missing it. It doesn't matter what you do. It's God's wonder is on it. I wish I had a praying church. It's not what you do. It's that God's wonder gets on it. I don't know, I don't know how to do anything. I, I just, I know, I, I know how to fold clothes. What happens if God's wonder is on your fold? When they ran out of wine in John 2, grapes. He said, get water. Well, everybody got water. We got water. Water. That's, that's a big deal about water. It, don't, it wasn't the water. It's when the wonder got on the water. May the Lord put wonder on your water and turn your water into wine this year in 2022. May his wonder get on your cookies. May his wonder get on your pies. May, may his wonder get on your crab cakes. May his wonder get on what, whatever you do. What, I can do some hair. May his wonder get all on your fingers. See, I, I don't. It doesn't matter what it is. Just do it on great waters. Did y'all catch that? It doesn't matter what it is. Just do it on great waters. Just think big. Don't be scared to sink. But you got to get out there where you can sink. It's, it's, it's safe right here, but watch this. A ship can't float in the same place where, that it can't sink. You missed that. A ship cannot float in the same place that it cannot sink. Because if a, if, a, if a ship is in a place so shallow it cannot sink, it also cannot float. You got to push that ship out there. And this day my job, my prophetic assignment is to push you out the shallow. Is to push you out into great waters. And it doesn't matter what your ship is. 
Let's get it out of the shallow water. Okay, all right. Man, I'm way over time. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Ecclesiastes 5, verse 3 in the King James Version. Ecclesiastes 5, verse 3 in the King James Version. We got a saying in the hood. Nothing comes to a sleeper but a dream. I mean, if you sleep, all you do is have dreams. And if you're lazy, all you do is dream. But watch Ecclesiastes 5.3, the King James. For a dream cometh through a multitude of what? So if you have a dream, if you have a desire, if you have a vision, it's going to come to pass through a multitude of business. And if you don't ever do anything, it'll stay in the dream state. Don't tell me you had a dream to be a, to be a doctor and you don't want to do schoolwork. Don't tell me you have a dream to, to own a major corporation and you won't even get on YouTube and learn how business operates. What you're doing is showing me that you got a fool's voice. Put the scripture back up there. Put it back up there. A fool's voice is known by a multitude of words, all that talk. A fool's voice is known by a multitude of words. All that talking, that's a fool's voice. And guess who, guess who the one being fooled? You. You're fooling yourself with all that talk. Talk is, is cheap. And it's going to get you nowhere. nowhere. But if you want your dream to come to pass, you need a multitude of business. Which means you got to be busy doing something all the time. This year, work before pleasure. Tell somebody else, work before pleasure. Now, here's the thing. Let me say this and I'm, and I'm done. See, what happens is us faith folk, faith, F-A-I-T-H, faith, us faith prosperity folk, we've learned, we've mastered talking. We've mastered our confessions. But the Bible didn't say a dream comes to the multitude of confessions. Ooh, y'all, I see how y'all looking at me. See how y'all looking at me? Don't look at me like that. Your confessions don't make it happen. Your confession is to convince you to now do something. But all that faith without works is dead. So this is the year you must put some works behind your faith so your confession finally becomes a possession. 
Talk is cheap. Anybody can talk. Ask neighbor, what you going to do this year, though? What you going to do? Now, I want you to then, shoo, trust me on this. Trust, listen, listen, ladies and gentlemen. All I'm asking you to do is take what you do and commit it to God. The Bible says commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts shall be established. Boy, the Holy Ghost helping me right now. Commit your works. I know how to bake a pie. Commit your pies. Sister Anna, commit that work to the Lord and your thoughts shall be established. That idea you already have. If you don't ever get a new idea in 2022, the idea you got in 2013, if you just take that work, ask your neighbor, what do you do? What do you do? Because if you never get any another idea or another ability, another craft, what you currently do, if you do what you do, when it came time for Peter to pay taxes, Jesus paid taxes, and Jesus didn't tell Peter to go and learn how to be a carpenter. He didn't tell Peter, go, go, Peter, Peter, go, Peter, go, go, go learn, go learn how to code and do graphic design and Peter learn, go back to school and learn. He said, Peter, you're a fisherman, right? Yeah, go fish. But this time when you fish, I'm going to show you a wonder. And oh God, and the first fish come up, you're going to find a corn in his mouth. May what you do this year, may the first contract come up, may the first client you get, may you find a corner in his mouth that'll carry you the whole year. Somebody ought to shout one good time right there. I receive. Now watch this. Let me wrap it up right here. Let me wrap it up right here. Because I, I got I to warn you ahead of time, it will get rough out there. It will get rough out there. Because it's deep water. It's great waters. But it's in the deep where you see the wonders. In Psalm 107 verse 23. Let me pick it up. I'm going to read it to, to the end here. Watch this. Those who go down to the sea in ships who do business on great waters, they see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. Verse 25, for he commands and raises the stormy wind, which lifts up the waves of the sea. They mount into the heavens. Whoa, can you see that? They go down again into the depths. Now watch what happens. You got to be careful about this. Your soul melting because of trouble. Don't be scared of that. Don't be scared when you get called about a 
a big contract, you don't know what, what in the world you're doing. Don't, don't, don't get scared when all of a sudden the, the very supplier you've been depending on all of a sudden goes out of business. And you think your business is done. No, it's just all, all that happened is that you've come down. Now watch this. Don't let your soul melt. But even if it does, watch verse 27. Keep going. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wit's end. Tell your neighbor, good. No, tell somebody else, that's good. Because when you're at your wit's end, it means you've reached the limit of your wisdom. Now I'm going to lean, not on my understanding. I'm going to trust in him. I'm at my wit's end. I'm at my wisdom's end. Now I'm going to switch over completely to God's wisdom. People think when they reach their wit's end, that's the end of the road. No, you're just getting started. They are at their wit's end. Watch this. Here it is again. 28, 28, 28, 28. Then they cry out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brings them out of their distresses. Here, here it is. Here, watch this in your business. Watch this in everything you do. He calms the storm so that its waves are still. Then they are glad because they are quiet. Watch this. So he guides them. That dream, that desire, you're expected in. He says, even if the roll, even if the, the seas get rough, even if you're tossed on high, don't quit. You might start to sink like Peter, but I'll stretch out my hand and I'll carry you and I'll get you to your desired haven. Haven is a resting place. Haven is the end result. I'll get you to the place that you desire. Why? Because I'm the one doing the wonder. And all I ask you to do is that you will give thanks to the Lord. When you get your desired haven, when you get your desired results, when you're a big old baroness, when you're a big old tycoon, when you're a big old entrepreneur, when you're a big old, when you got everything that your heart desires, just give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. This is the year that you will do business on great waters. And you will see his wonders in the deep. God's going to take you deeper than you ever have. So go ahead and get your mind wrapped around it now. No more business as usual. Adjust your brain to more. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Watch this last, last thing. In the fifth chapter of Luke, Jesus tells Peter, y'all looking at me? Yes, sir. He says, Peter, launch out into the deep. Peter was in shallow water in his boat. In Luke 5, he said, Peter, launch out into the deep. I think it's verse 5. Luke 5, verse 5. He, said, he says, launch out into the deep. Yeah. No, verse, verse 4. It's got to be verse 4. He said, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. 
Give me that in the, in the living Bible. Give me that in the living Bible. Y'all stand to your feet. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm just, glory to God. I'm, I'm done. Verse 4. Verse 4. Go back to verse 4 for me. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Y'all listen? Yes, sir. This, is, this is him talking to you today. I got three yes sirs. This is him talking to you today. Now go out where it is deeper. Go out where it's deeper. Tell neighbor, you've been too shallow. You got to go out where it's deeper. I tell folk in business all the time, you got to go out where the gold is good. You're trying to do business with people that you know and you're comfortable with. There's a whole world out there that you can do business with. Go out where it's deeper. He said, and let down your nets, and you will catch a lot of fish. Now watch what he says in verse 5. Verse 5. This Peter responded in verse 5. Sir, we worked hard all last year. We worked hard all last year. All 2021, all 2020, and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, that's what I'm looking for this morning. I'm looking for somebody who'll say, man of God, if you say so. And I'm saying it by the Spirit of God, not me. But if you say so, we'll try again. Somebody say, I'll try again. And this time when you try, see, they had toiled. Jesus wasn't, wasn't on the situation. He wasn't doing any wonders for them. But after they got taught, he said, now go out there deeper. And they said, okay, we'll do it if you say so. You know the story? They caught all a whole, 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 whole mess of fish. Now, let me tell you something here. Go, go, to, go, go, go to the next verse. I'm, I'm going to go a little further. And this time, their nets were so full that they began to tear. Keep going. Now, I'm going to show you something else that's very big this year. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat. That's what I want to show you. To go deeper, you need a bigger boat. And to go deeper, you're going to need networking. One of the things that plagues so many people in business is that they try to be uh, lone rangers. Solo. And it's my idea. And I got to run everything. And what happens is you limit you to you. Anything big is going to require more than you. There's a saying in the, in, the, in the financial realm, financial arena that says, your net work determines your net worth. Your net work determines your net worth. So if you make it only about you and don't ever have partners, your net worth will stay small. You'll be a, a, a rod fisherman. One at a time. Oh, I'm going to pass on to give testimony. I caught me one fish last night. Praise God. 
No more of that. When you network, now you can cast out a net. You can bring in a whole haul. In Luke 5, verse 4, and if you look at it amplified, Jesus says, catch a haul of fish. A haul of fish. And God wants you to haul it in this year. You're going to haul it in this year. So allow God to show you partners, networking. Who do I link with? Who do I connect with? Make sure the people of the same faith, same, same mindset. And watch God turn things around so majorly in your life. And you'll look back testifying in tongues the rest of this year. Can y'all receive that today? If you receive that, give God a big praise today. Glory to God, glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Laquanda, come pray us out on this, on this message. Pray over this word. Pray over this word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We bless you, Lord God. We lift you up high, Lord God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word, Lord God, for it is true, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that your children, Lord God, have heard your word, Lord God. And we seek, Lord God, only your face, Lord God. This year, Lord God, we will seek after what you have said, how you have ordained it to be, Lord God. I thank you, Lord Jesus. We will go out and do great works, Lord God. We will not be afraid to go into deep waters in the name of Jesus. I thank you right now, Lord God, that we're going out into the deep, Lord God. We're treading the waters, Lord God, and you are with us, Lord God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for bringing in the loaves of fish, Lord God. Great loaves of fish, Lord God. I thank you for increase in the name of Jesus. Increase in the name of Jesus. Increase. Overflow in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, for divine connections right now that you're down people's heart right now in the name of Jesus who they're to partner with Lord God I thank you Lord Jesus for divine connections divine partnership yes. in the name of Jesus I thank you Lord God for ideals Lord God coming alive Lord God this year in the name of Jesus no more pondering in the name of Jesus only action in the name of Jesus action. I thank you Lord God that we will move by the spirit Lord God and that we will worship you Lord God we will praise you Lord God in spirit and in truth I thank you, Lord God, for your power, Lord God. The power, Lord God, and the strength, Lord God, to not faint, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. We will not keep our eyes on the things, Lord God. We will keep our eyes on you, Lord Jesus. We will not be distracted, Lord God, or turn, Lord God, to the left or to the right. In the name of Jesus, we will stay, Lord God, on track, Lord God, keeping our eyes and our hearts focused on you. I thank you, Lord Jesus. For your people hear you, Lord God. We hear you, Lord God. And we are not just hearers of the word, Lord God. We are doers also in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God. We will see a manifestation, Lord God, of your multimillionaires, Lord God, coming out of this house, Lord God, this year, Lord God. Thank you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for this word, Lord God. We receive it, Lord God. 
we receive it. No, we got it. We got it in the name of Jesus. That's we it. got it. <laughs> we got it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So be it.